Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want. Where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people. Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over it, and get after it. Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. Yes, we are really stoked to have Mackenzie on today. Mackenzie is joining us from Delaware, and she is a former educator turned Pinterest strategist. I love that you use a movie quote. So she uses a movie quote in the words of Johnny from Dirty Dancing, Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner, one of our favorites. Instead of being a best kept secret with hidden content in the corners of your website and social media, Mackenzie teaches entrepreneurs with blogs and podcasts to fill their audience with ideal clients using Pinterest. So all you Pinterest scrollers, this one's for you. She believes that Pinterest is an underutilized strategy for most businesses, especially entrepreneurs. We are really excited to have her on to give us more confidence and direction and using Pinterest and filling our rooms. Welcome, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited and I can talk about Pinterest all day, all day. Me too. I love Pinterest. I make all of my clients use it. I, most of my clients are like, what the hell is Pinterest? Why are we doing this? And I make them all do it. And it's not... It's, it's, it's not what people think. Like, it's not like Instagram. It's not like Facebook. Like it's, it's a, it's a search engine. So it's a like Google, but awesomer. And I have always, always called it. It's like my digital hoarding. So I'm, I'm a very organized, like minimalist person, but I will hoard my life away on Pinterest with everything that I think I need. And that's what we want. Like, or this, like, what's what I want my clients to do is to really utilize Pinterest as a way to reach out. And it's evergreen. Like this is stuff that will be on there forever and will be searchable forever. So it really goes a long way. So tell us a little bit about how Pinterest can help you grow your audience um, and your email list. For sure. So with Pinterest, because, and first off, thank you for stating, stating that it is a search engine, because that's like the biggest misconception is that people think it is just another social media platform. But what's awesome about Pinterest is it's not so much conversational like you are in like Facebook and Instagram posts. It's very much cut and dry. This is what my content's about. If you want to read it, click through and get to my website, which is fantastic. So with Pinterest, anything with a URL, you can create a pin for. So you can create a pin for all the pages of your website. You can create a pin for YouTube videos. You can create a pin for your blogs and podcasts. And it's so easy for entrepreneurs to utilize because, you know, after you get so deep into putting out so many different blog posts or podcasts, your content gets buried on your website. So by adding it to Pinterest with SEO and your keyword phrases, then it's really become searchable and accessible to anybody that's looking for it. Because, you know, 
it's like we're filming this podcast now, whereas maybe in a year from now, somebody might need this information, but it's on your website and there's how many other episodes above it and below it. So this really helps people get to the content that they're actively searching for through Pinterest, which is amazing. Uh, that's amazing. Amanda, are we on Pinterest for our podcast? <laughs> we are because I love Pinterest and I could spend all day. It's like when other people talk about scrolling Instagram all day, I'm like, no, no, I could scroll Pinterest till the cows come home. I think I have, I actually have like four different Pinterest accounts for different businesses. And I will go on there and be like, I'm going to do this. And it's, it's, a, it's addictive. I love Pinterest. It's like my favorite place to mindlessly scroll. I love that. And for those of you who are on the Pinterest train yet, yet, I say, I am in your camp. I'm just learning Pinterest. So I'm really excited about this because I, I understand the idea around Pinterest. And I love, I do also love that, Amanda, you called it a search engine because I, when you can look at things differently, when you don't put everything in the same box, you're able to approach it differently and see the value that it provides differently versus it just being, you know, the go-to scroll like my favorite uh, news feed at the moment, Instagram. Um, but I am really excited about Pinterest. So what would you say, it, what made you get into this? Like what made you get into Pinterest in the way of entrepreneurship and really helping people um, utilize it as the best tool? So my background is teaching. So my whole job as a teacher is to make sure that I'm inspiring and getting kids to learn what they need to know. And that's ideally what Pinterest does. So Pinterest's main goal is to inspire its users to find the information that it needs to do whatever it is that they want to do, whether that's, you know, the stereotypical DIY project or recipe, or if it's, you know, post-COVID, oh crap, I need to find a side hustle. Let's look up some business content and try to figure out what I can do to help um, supplement some, in some of my income. So Pinterest is all about getting people the information that they need. And that's really what I was doing as a teacher. I was making sure that my students were getting what they needed to move forward and to progress. And so a little fun fact, 463 million people visit Pinterest monthly. So you have the ability to get in front of that audience with your content using your keywords that people are actively searching for. So you're not just like, oh, I really hope my content shown to the people that I wanted to see or the, to the people that I want to see it in like, say, other social media platforms, whereas people are looking for this content. So you're more likely to be seen by those people. And with Pinterest, Pinterest's main goal is like think of it as like the top of your funnel. Like Pinterest is getting people to go from their platform to your website to where you can capture their email. So once you have that, you own your own email list. You're able to continue to nurture your, your community through your emails. Whereas if you solely focus on Facebook and Instagram, if you're ever put in, in Instagram jail or Facebook jail, you can't reach your people. So this gives you a great avenue to have something concrete that you own that you can continue to nurture your your audience through your email sequences. And I feel like it's also important to note that Pinterest really is for every type of business because I know a lot of people assume that Pinterest is like homewares and recipes only. And I, I understand that because that is a lot of Pinterest. I, I mean, I have been, I was on there today doing that. So 
I get that. However, it really is every niche is represented there. So, I mean, today, if you want to delve into what I did today, I went on Pinterest and I looked up a recipe for dinner, which I cooked and it was delicious. I made a um, pool noodle sprinkler for my child. I looked up costumes for Halloween. Don't judge. And I looked up some like sewing tutorials and then I looked up some business stuff, like all in the span of, I don't know, 20 minutes. I looked up all those things and I actually actively went out and I signed up for somebody's newsletter. So you really, it does cover all genres. So for those people who think like, oh, I shouldn't be on Pinterest because I don't have, I don't, I'm not an interior designer or I don't do, you know, kids lesson plans or something. That's not all what Pinterest is. It really is widely, it's a wide encompassing search engine. So it covers everything you could think of on Google, but in Pinterest, I love it. And like, I truly like challenge everyone listening to go into Pinterest and search your niche, search what business, what topics you talk about in your business and see what comes up. Cause I guarantee you, you're going to find content around that same material, which means you can be there as well. And the fabulous thing about Pinterest is 97% of the people on there are unbranded, meaning you're not going up against high corporations or going up against everybody's on an even playing field when it comes to um, utilizing it for your business, as well as 80% of people are there to buy. People go there to find what they're looking for and to take action. So you're really able to get get the action takers into your ecosystem to really get them to, like you said, sign up for a newsletter, sign up for an opt-in, anything like that to where they're, they're taking action. They're not just mindlessly scrolling, you know, so they're, they're there searching specifically for something. That blows my mind. Uh, and again, from a Pinterest, you know, baby, <laughs> just a baby um, that hasn't put effort into it, even though I've known, but I not, but, and I've just focused other places first. However, a couple of things, it just like clicked for me right here, not just a search engine, but also how effective and how efficient this is. Like I am one who doesn't want to waste people's time, don't want to waste my time. And to be able to go in and pull up what I want, when I want without just stumbling upon it and i'm not saying that you can't necessarily search in the other places but this is like i want specifics i need to go here and see this that's number one number two is the reminder that we are on a more of an even playing field and that it is for you know more for those that are small businesses um and you know the the startups even the the solopreneurs and that just really, I don't know why all of a sudden that clicked, but that's brilliant for those that are wanting to actually, because you can use it two different ways. You can use it not just for your own inspiration, right? But also uh, for your business, like a competitive edge, because you can actually see what other people are doing, up-level yourself in a more concise way, at least in on the Pinterest level. Um, because I do that all the time. Like when I rewrote my, my website stuff, which we'll be updating soon. Um, hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have my new website up, but I went and searched like the most, uh, the, the coaches and consultants that were like me, um, that had other coaches and consultants that they worked with and all these other factors and found sites and looked because the content's not new. That's out there. We're just repurposing all the content that's out there. Like we're not creating new information. And so to be able to get inspiration like that, I mean, my mind is just like, 
I know I'm all over the place, but my mind is just like, bing, 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 all of a sudden with that, it's just a great aha moment for me. So thank you. I appreciate and that. Of course. And like, you know, with Pinterest, it's not another difference with those social media is you don't have to be in the Pinterest platform daily. You know what I mean? Like I go in maybe once a week, maybe by bi monthly and update my content to have it going out and scheduled out. And it's not like where you don't have to be like on Facebook where you're constantly engaging with your audience. It's not like that. It's you put it out there and, and let it be seen. And it's, it's, and I always tell my clients, I'm like, you know, once your content is, or like once your account is strategized and optimized and you're in the flow of it, you should really only be in Pinterest for four to five hours a month doing your marketing, because it's not, it's not something that has to be touched every day. You don't have to be in there for the algorithm to work for you. Yes. I think that is so important because who couldn't use a few more hours of their life? So do you have any like best practice suggestions that you have for entrepreneurs who are just getting started in Pinterest? For sure. So first I would say, make sure you have a business account because then once you have a business account, you can connect your business account with your website and then you can get all the juicy analytics from that. You can see what content's being clicked on, what pin graphics are being clicked on as well. So you can kind of help hone in your strategy of like what aesthetic your, your audience is liking and what they're not. And you also can use that information to really tell you, okay, so I'm talking about you know, Pinterest and social media. Well, my Pinterest content's doing a lot better than my social media content. So that way in the future, when I'm creating new blog posts and podcasts, I can kind of focus a little bit more in that direction. So it helps you kind of get the information or helps you like guide where your future content is going to be. Um, I would also suggest that you do your keyword research within Pinterest use Pinterest to find all the information, all the keywords that you need, because it's a search engine. So you want to do your, your research there, use the search bar. Um, and then lastly, my biggest thing is, is, you know, when you're creating your pins, I know everybody loves a nice fancy script font. We don't want that here because people need to be able to see it as they're scrolling and be able to read it to be like, oh, you know, as you're scrolling through, it needs to be able to click for that person that they need that content. So just make sure you have clear, concise graphics that tell what your content is about, because ideally that's what Pinterest is. It's a visual search engine. So that graphic is the first step to grabbing your audience's attention. Speaking of graphics, what graphics do you feel do the best on Pinterest? And we've had this conversation. I have this conversation a lot with my content managers about like, certain platforms, social media, um, like my picture is going to grab more than like a graphic and certain colors. So what would you suggest as graphics? And I love that you said clear, concise, Amanda and I went through that with our books and even with our postings and stuff, like I love a good fancy, a fancy script, but if you can't read it, what's the purpose? So, um, but what, going back to the picture, what kind of what kind of graphics are you talking about that is best for Pinterest? So with um I love that you brought this up. So with Pinterest, I try to it it, it really gen it really is it's you have to take into consideration your audience. So what I do starting out when I'm starting out in, in a new account is I create maybe seven to ten 
templates of different types of aesthetics. So I'll have one with like a full, you know, a full, a full picture stock photo or whatever, you know, if I can pull a photo that's, you know, if it's a recipe, a picture of the actual food that you're, you're creating. Um, and then the text overlay, I have one that just has no photograph and it's just a colored um, graphic with a text overlay. And I kind of do a variety. And after a month or so, I'll see which people are gravitating towards. And then I'll create, um, I'll change out the ones that aren't doing so well with ones that are more like the ones that are doing well. So that way you kind of, cause like every audience is different. And like, that's what I love about Pinterest is like, you're able to put out these different graphics these different types of graphic to see where your audience is really gravitating towards. And it might be two different, it might be like completely like, you know, opposite ends, you know, your, your non photograph with the text overlay might be doing really well. And then a full photograph, maybe not half and half. I know like a lot of times people do like half of the pin will be a picture and then the bottom will be the, the text and things like that. So you kind of really have to play around with it. Um, but I definitely, you know, you want it to be clear and concise with what you're talking about. You want your, if you are using a stock photo or a photograph, you want that to be reminiscent of what the actual post is about. You know what I mean? You don't want to be talking about marketing and then have a cute puppy on your, on your pin. You want it to be like, to reminiscent of what you're actually talking about because Pinterest will ding you for that. Pinterest will be like, oh, well, this picture, this graphic does not have any like resemblance of what they're talking about in this post. So we're not gonna really show it to a lot of people. So just keep that in mind. Um, and I create seven to 10 graphics per piece of content. So you're really able to do that research and really see where your audience is landing. It's like a manual A-B test. Um, mm -hmm. Keep them up though. Like you keep some of those, if I'm understanding correctly, you're keeping some of those graphics up. So if you have two that are doing really well, even though they're different, you still keep them up in Pinterest. You don't take them down, correct? Oh, you don't take anything down. You just keep putting okay. it out there. Yeah, yeah. We don't, if it does, if it flops, you just keep moving forward. Just okay. change the graphic and move it forward. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to go backtrack on anything. And that's another thing. If you're starting out for your business and like, say, especially if you transitioned your business from something you started out in one place and are moving to another place, don't go back and delete. Just, just move forward. Don't, don't make more work for yourself. Just move forward and put out the content and optimize your account for your new niche or topic or whatever you're transitioning to. Yeah. And that goes for branding too, because I had a client who wanted to go back and readdress all of their pins that they'd ever done because they rebranded. I'm like, oh my God, don't do that. That sounds horrible. That sounds horrible for everybody involved. The only thing I would suggest doing is like, say you have something that's doing really well, but the link is broken. I would suggest going back and fixing the link. But yeah, if your branding changes, you just keep going, just move forward. Don't, yeah. don't look back. So do you have any, um, advice or pros and cons on using the Chrome extension for Pinterest, where you can just kind of like find any picture and click on it. Is there a pro to using that versus then something else? Or should you always do everything inside of Pinterest? So when you're creating your own, when you're creating your pins for Pinterest, I suggest you create new graphics for that and not use what you've used inside of your blog or podcast. Now you can, for one of them, 
you know what I mean? Like don't definitely do that. But I suggest because you want it to be your sizing to be correct. You want it to be clear photographs. So I would suggest going in Canva and totally free Canva it up. Like, you know, you don't, you don't need to pay for it, but create graphics in Canva. And um, because the pins that you actually, or the photographs and pins that you actually put in your podcast or blog might not meet the aesthetic of all of your audience. So this really helps you kind of like put your feelers out to see what's going to do well with your audience. But I suggest doing everything within Pinterest. Pinterest really likes you to use their platform when scheduling content. So I suggest you schedule all new content using Pinterest. And then if you want to, so like I say there's three types of pins. There's a gold pin, a silver pin, and then a bronze pin. A gold pin is the first time you use a URL and new graphic. And then you have silver pins, which is an already used URL and new graphics. And then your bronze are things that you've already published to Pinterest, same graphic, same URL. For that bronze material, I would suggest using a third-party scheduler like Tailwind. Now, not to be on a tangent, but Tailwind is, I'm not affiliated with Tailwind. Um, I do suggest using Tailwind, but it's it's the most robust, but it does have its glitches and things like that. So, you know, depending on where you, if you're already using another type of scheduler, definitely go with that. But the most robust scheduler that I've worked with has been Tailwind. My, my, I'm sitting here, my mind's blown. I'm really like, this is probably like a little mini, mini education for Lynn, since Lynn is not a Pinterest person and I'm just diving into this and it's really cool. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get off of this call after we record other podcasts and do some Pinterest work. Holy cow! Uh, so, what would you say is your biggest lesson learned since doing this? Since being an entrepreneur, going from even like in general, not just in in the Pinterest world, but even diving into entrepreneurship. Um, I would say the biggest lesson is you know just that getting started just take the leap and go for it because you know nothing's ever going to change if you don't if you don't try um so that was kind of like my biggest hurdle when starting my business was I was went from that nine to five to teaching online which kind of helped me get my feet wet a little bit to really diving deep into becoming my like an entrepreneur my own business um so just kind of like you know like suck it up buttercup, just try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work and move on. So that was kind of like my biggest hurdle, my biggest um, setback, if you will, just because I kind of was like, I'm afraid, you know, but once I just kind of got past that. And um, another thing is, is I regret not starting my email list sooner. I wish I would have just started out with my email list, but I didn't even think about that as a part of starting out. So, yeah. And I think it's also important to say like, it's okay if your email list has one person on it or like three people and it's okay if it has 10 people on it for five years, as long as those are good people, it doesn't really matter. So mm-hmm. I know people are like, oh, I have 50,000 people on my email list. Like, that's great, but it's okay to just have two. Like you, you can start mm-hmm. small and you said sure. start early because it, like you said earlier that if Facebook kicks you out, if you get banned on Instagram, those people are gone. But if you have them on your email list, they're on your list. So, you know, that's a good tip to start it early, start it now because it can't hurt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
Yeah. And for those of you who are seasoned entrepreneurs that have not gotten into your email list, just start today, start tomorrow. It's okay. Like today is the best day besides yesterday, but we can't do anything about yesterday. So, so just start. What is one thing that you really love about what you do? Um, I really love that, especially with Pinterest, I feel like I'm really able to help people find the content that they're needing in whatever niche that is, whether that's the DIY recipe um, or the wellness or business. I love that I'm able to help my clients get their content in front of the people that really actually need it and are really going to benefit and utilize that content. So is there any one piece of advice or for anybody who's like a seasoned entrepreneur who's had a business for a while, they're not starting out new. Is there anything different that you would suggest for them than somebody who is brand new starting out? Is there anything that we need to think about as seasoned entrepreneurs starting for the first time on Pinterest? Or is it everybody is on equal playing field? Um, I would just say, you know, get your content out there, do a deep dive into the content that you already have. And even if it's older content, if it's, if it's evergreen, if it's doing well and it's done well on other platforms, put it out on Pinterest. It doesn't have to be new content that's going out. You can put older content because you know, why recreate the wheel? If you already have good content, it's not like the information has changed, get it in front of the people that can use, utilize it. And, you know, it's never too late to, to, beef up your Pinterest. Like it's like always, you can always go in and like freshen up your optimization, do your keyword research and, you know, breathe new life into your content. 100%. So this is more of a personal question, but also I'm sure the audience, some of our audience might have multiple businesses. So Amanda and I, we have multiple businesses and obviously the pursuit of badassery is underneath one umbrella. And then we both have our own separate businesses. So let's say, so all of our podcasts are on the pursuit of badassery, uh, Pinterest. If I then start putting on my personal Pinterest, does that ding us? Does that hurt us? Does that help us? Does it not bother either way? It, no, it should, it actually, I think that it would be beneficial because, um, Pinterest is there for you to save content. Like, so when I tell people to, when they, they're thinking about their, their account. You want to think about it as you want to create boards for your, your account that are going to help your audience. So if your personal business and your podcast overlap, then, you know, by any means, like share it to both, to both accounts, because it's just getting more people in front of your information. So I definitely think that like, I try to tell people, you know, save other people's content or, you know, yours, your personal content to um, your business, if it's going to help your audience, just try not to, you know, you don't want to save your competitors or you don't want to save anything that conflicts with the message or the content that you're putting out. So if it overlaps by any means, share it between both, like put it out there for everyone to find because, you know, people on your personal business, um, might, it might help bridge that gap over into your podcast. Yeah. Okay. Random board question. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion on the way you name your boards? Your keyword. Not, nothing, nothing special, nothing fancy. Like, don't be cute. Don't be cute. Anything, anywhere you can 
type on Pinterest is a place to utilize keywords. So if it's about copywriting, put copywriting. Like, don't be like, oh, the fancy, fun, free way of blah, blah. No, just copywriting content or whatever you're you're talking about, because that's how people are finding you. When you go type in the search bar in Pinterest, you'll see that topics pull up. And then under that, you'll have boards pull up. And then under that, you'll have profiles pull up. So if you are a copywriter, make sure copywriter is in your title of your of your your profile because that's another way for people to search you. Yes, you want to put your name, but like Mackenzie, Mackenzie Armstrong, you know, slash Pinterest strategist. So that way when people are looking for Pinterest strategist, I pop up. So yes, it's all fun and cute. Like, yay, like we want to be cute in our business and make things fun and things like that. But when it comes to SEO and keywords, you know, just straightforward to the point, it's all searchable. And also make sure that when you're doing your keywords, that you're talking the way your audience talks, not necessarily the way you talk about your own content. Because how I, because that, (laughs) yes, because, you know, as a, as a specialist for Pinterest, I talk about things a specific way, but that's not necessarily how my Pinterest, my, my audience is going to search for that. So just make sure you take that into consideration of how your audience speaks about things and then do your, your, your keyword research. Mackenzie, thank you for saying that. Amanda and I get on this rant all the time with each other, but also clients, but even speaking about it, people stop talking. I literally just had this conversation with my girlfriend. Stop talking to yourself, talk to your audience. And I love that you said that your target audience, you need to be speaking in your target audience's language. And I love that you said that about Pinterest too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because anywhere you can type is a place to, to be found is a place to put keywords. So utilize it, utilize every space. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. If anybody's interested, we do also have a freebie from Mackenzie. She has the five-step Pinterest lead generation, and that is in our show notes. So that's a direct link to that. And it is awesome. I highly recommend you get it. It's just a checklist of the five things to do um, as a, that she does as a Pinterest strategist to make sure that an account is ready to start gathering those leads. So it's a really great just five-step process there. So I would highly recommend that. It is in our show notes. And um, is there anywhere where, where, where can people find you, Mackenzie? Where can they find more information about you? For sure. So you can definitely um, visit me at my website, armstrongvirtualsolutions.com. And then also I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn for um Armstrong Virtual Solutions, like just because, you know, Pinterest doesn't have that conversational piece of things. So LinkedIn kind of lets me, lets me chat with people. So um, I'm definitely, I hang out there more than Facebook and, and Instagram. So great. Love that. And obviously Pinterest people, hello, you can see your content on Pinterest. <laughs> oh, Mackenzie, this has been, oh, eye-opening and um no we really appreciate having you on and I'm really excited to dive into the Pinterest pool a bit further um definitely a lot of ideas and I see how that can work so thank you so much for being on thank you so much for having me I had so much fun chatting yay for sure well everyone action step today if you don't have a Pinterest account Go ahead and sign up for one. As Mackenzie said, make sure it is a business account. There's a lot more analytics in there on the back end. It's a 
much better place to be and uh, start your first post. So today, if you have not made a Pinterest post, make one. And if you already are on Facebook, or I'm sorry, Facebook, boo, Facebook, Pinterest, if you're already on Pinterest, then your goal is to pick one of your posts, check the analytics for it, and then you know post five or six more times on that same one. So repurpose your content and do a little A-B test to see what kind of graphics work, what kind of verbiage works, check your SEO, check your keywords, and let's see if we can boost those numbers just a little bit more as your action step for this week. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. If this one, if this podcast inspired you, you got lots of good nuggets, please hit like, share all of that good stuff um, and subscribe and share with all of your people who are on the Pinterest journey or just starting off. So till next time, get after it. All right, everyone, it's not enough to just listen. Now you've got to put it into action. We are so excited to see what you do next. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And to find out more about what we're doing, visit us at thepursuitofbadassery.com.